Hi, Sophie. Hi. Thanks for picking up Josh after rugby practice. No worries. You couldn't collect him and Ollie from paintballing tomorrow, could you? Sure. And perhaps a school camping trip Sunday? Uh, okay. Is your car in the garage? No, but I've just had it valeted and I don't want him dirtying my cream leather seats. Real life isn't perfect, but the Vauxhall Crossland X is perfect for real life. Crossland X. Less raw. Get real. Vauxhall. British brand since 1903. I'm sorry, are you addressing me? Because your authority is not recognized in Fort Kickass. <laughs> to New Music Saturday with myself, Dr. Bones, and my co-host and partner in crime, Mike Fide, the guitarist, everybody wishes they were. Mike, what's <laughs> happening? Hey, baby, I'm good, I'm good. I've had a, another busy, tiring week, and been listening to a whole load of really cool tunes, to be honest, so it's been pretty good. How about you? You all right? Uh, really good, man. Just looking forward to this Saturday, because tonight our musical guest is, without Andrew, welcome to the show, guys. Hello, thank you. So let's do a quick little roll call here. We'll start with you, Matthew. Hi, I'm Matthew. Sammy, Dan. Hi, I'm Danny. I play bass and talk. <laughs> well, no, that, that's out of the way. <laughs> so, yep, I, I'm Sam. I play the exact opposite of what Matt's playing at that time. <laughs> So, guys, we are live, and we are going to be talking about your album, uh, Dead on Arrival, which, man, is probably one of the most badass any punk uh, uh, punk albums I've heard in a long time. And obviously, you know, Mike and I have been singing its praises over the past like month and a bit or so. Awesome. Thank, thank you. Yeah. I so, imagine you don't listen to much other music then. So, uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> Mate, we listen to so much music, it's unbelievable. Well, that is a class album, we love it. Thank you. We feel on it. So, uh, first and, and, and foremost, what, what uh, well, let me rephrase that. How do you guys like arrange your songs? Like, who brings what to the table? Is it like a group effort? Is it kind of individual and they come together? How does that work? What's your dynamic? Uh, I'd, I'd say it depends on the songs. I'd, like, occasionally we'll write together in a practice room and then sometimes we'll write alone, come together, and then work on it after the sort of fur bones to a song are already there and we'll all flesh out our own parts. Or I've just written it all already. <laughs> Kind of, we I'd say we all we all make sure that um, even if someone's written a song fully, that everyone else gets to kind of do the thing on their instrument. So it's never a hundred percent just one person's, but we all kind of yeah, we all chip in. It just kind of what flows and what works. We kind we try not to oversaturate songs. I just make sure we're happy with them. I think above all else. Right on. You know, I just—it's always a curious. It's a curious to both myself and Mike, just because every band works differently, and some in some fashions it's somewhat the same. But it's always a curiosity to us as how it works and how the songs are kind of produced and how they come out. Because sometimes you know, you get something very basic, which is fine, or just something to a different extreme where it's you never would have thought of that uh, kind of uh, uh, organization for a song sort of thing. Like one guy will write the whole thing and then. You know, by the end of by the end of the day, the song's completely different because everybody's worked on it together and that sort of thing. Yeah, I guess we. I don't know. The songs kind of always have the the same kind of feel and sound as they start out. I'd say, but I, you ask us, we've got the basic idea that we really start to separate songs from each other. Yeah, I, I yeah, because usually I I think it depends who writes it because some like. Sam will usually write his songs just acoustic and like lip vocals, whereas me and me and Danny we tend to we both put home studio so we can do a little bit more in terms of production and fleshing ideas out, and then we kind of bring it to the table and people go, yeah, I like that. No, I don't like that. Um, let's try this. I think we usually we usually go, let's put everything we can think of on it and then take things off that we don't like, kind of like a sandwich. Yeah, build, build up to tear it down, right? Yeah, exactly. Now, let me ask you this. When uh, you're doing stuff, uh, uh, whether it's on your own or with a bed, do you ever have those moments where it is something kind of pops in your head right, right away and you have to do it like, right that moment or else you're going to forget? All the time that happens to me, unfortunately. I uh, don't often get the chance to get anything done with it, so I've had so many song ideas that have just completely gone because I've not been in the situation to get anything done with it myself i uh i'm a bit of both usually if i think of um like a really good melody like when i when i wrote um fuck you you're racist i was in cleaning the toilets at work <laughs> and the, um <laughs> the, the chorus just like it came to me <laughs> and like i started singing it and then i kind of figured out the chords in my head and just typed down the lyrics and then when i went home that night or that weekend i just kind of wrote the song kind of the bare bones just around that melody so sometimes I'm fortunate that I can remember it I usually say if, it's, if I forget it by the time I've got home it probably wasn't good enough anyway <laughs> well there, there's trip punk for you uh, uh, writing a song while you're cleaning toilets at work so <laughs> yeah. 
that that that's gold, man. Aussie, that that's Aussie pure gold. So I can give up. Like, so I was just gonna say that's like the punk rock version of writing a song in the shower, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Is that not what the shower's for? I've been using it wrong all these years. Yeah. What, was the, what the hell was I thinking? Golden showers, you know. Oh, man. <laughs> this is why no one ever comes to visit. I understand now. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think we treat us a little off course here, but let's get back to it. So... <laughs> So you know what? Um, before I give uh, Mike a, a better chance to speak here, I, I think I think we'll get to his song and we're gonna kick it off here with Lost Souls. This is without Andrew, this author album, Dead on Arrival. Dig this. We are the lost souls that will never ever die. We are the lost souls, and this is our battle cry. <laughs>
Right on. That was without Andrew and Lost Souls. And one thing I was thinking of right away, which uh, my better half was uh, kind of to point out as well, that uh, we noticed uh, Blink-182 in there. But not only that, man, you guys jumped around so much with, with as far as influences go, because what I was picking up was it's almost like with a with the acapella, then right into it. It's almost going from like Goldfinger to Blink-182 to No Effects to Bad Religion, and then kind of back and kind of mixing in between those four. And I was like... Really, really love the song. That's one of the reasons I would pick this song to go first is because it's probably one of my favorite songs on the album, just because of that reason. Thank you. I, uh, it, it's interesting that you you pick out a lot of these influences that the that never really cross our mind for writing it. This was one that Daddy kind of had the music for first, okay. and um, for ages I was getting him to send it me because when he when he does it when he like did his demos, they were very like low quality production so it sounded like a no effect song right just just because of the lack of good quality production <laughs> and i was like we've got to use it it sounds like no effects and then i just remember i listened to it the first time in my headphones and then by the time the chorus came out i was good and then we just had to drive that chorus in and then it kind of became a lot more than that but it's interesting that you. I love all those bands, and I never even thought of any of those like, bands. As I did the music, I was like, I am very heavily influenced by like Blink. I'll admit that, but it's like that's one band that never crossed my mind either. When when writing it, I was like, oh, this needs to be a bit more emo, more more proper punk rock than I usually go. Mm-hmm. Double time in there, I was just like, yeah, let's just blast everything. It's like Blink never crossed my mind, so that's it's very surprising to hear, but I I, I love it. <laughs> Well, things well, a lot of times it doesn't, right? When you're writing a song, is when you're initially writing it down, you're not thinking of the influences that that generally influence you. You're just writing a song, then afterwards, it's like, oh yeah, it kind of does, you know. So it's it's not it's not a first initial thought. Your first initial thought is either the lyrics or the music. Let's go, let's do this. This is what I'm thinking. It's not, oh, I, my emphasis is this, so I'm gonna go with this right away. Yeah, uh, right. I mean, I don't, oh, sorry, go on. No, I so said, does that make sense? Is that is that is that am I right with that, or am I kind of way off? Course? Yeah, I get you completely. Yeah, I, I've. I mean, in the past, I used to have like, when we were first out. I mean, I'm talking like a long time ago when I was first writing songs. Like, oh, this I like this. I want to write something that sounds like Green Day. Let's do that. And I'd kind of drive more into doing that. And then as we kind of grew and developed our own sound slash what we kind of do to songs to make them, or with our Andrew song, it kind of became more apparent that we can just do what we feel works for the song, and it'll just be a with our Andrew song. Right, and I did not try and sell it. I, I guess I should rephrase. I guess I should rephrase that because initially, yeah, we all want to sound like our biggest influence. But I probably should have kind of elaborate. Say, well, as you guys progress and got within it, then change up. So my mistake, but still very cool. So now I'm gonna let Mike uh, ask a few questions here since I've kind of uh, manipulated the conversation so far. So go ahead, Mike. <laughs> that's right. That's why you're the host and I'm the co-host. <laughs> Um, well, first of all, I love I love this album, and I absolutely love that track. The thing that is amazing about that track to me is you've got this contrast of those massive double pedals, smashing drums, that really fast guitar solo, and then you've got this really catchy kind of like, like you say, a little bit emo, you know, quite heavy punk kind of chorus, and I just think all that blends together brilliantly. And, you know, I had a right breakdown, which is always a good thing. Um, so uh, I guess the... the Maybe it's not obvious, but the obvious question to me is, where does the name without Andrew come from? <laughs> You're up again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I went through a, a big phase of whenever we 
asked this question, we always lied. So we, like never told, we never told. <laughs> we never. Still do at times, to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's funny making up something that's so horrendously bad that that people actually believe it. Oh, I'm gonna be honest. I joined the band late, like a few years after the band had been together, and it took two years for Matt to actually tell me the story. <laughs> <laughs> we we don't have two years on this show. Um, no. Was, you can make up an answer and we'll pretend we believe it. We used to be called Elephant Juice. <laughs> okay. There was, there was this whole process of trying to... We came up with a list of... There was another band called Elephant Juice in the Manchester area, which was really annoying because it's an obscure name. So I wrote this list of other ideas and it was things like um, Headache Head, Premature Motivation... Titanic Badger, the formidable ladies, and tickling Andrew. <laughs> and, like me and the, the the singer at the time were like, yeah, tickling Andrew. So we run downstairs to his like parents. So like, that's the house we were at, and we always used to practice. And we're like, we're gonna call ourselves tickling Andrew, and he just looked at us like, what the fuck are you saying? <laughs> so then it was right. Let's change the the first bit of it. To kind of take the mick out of bands like Asking Alexandria and stuff like that, that are kind of, you know, oh, we're a, a noun and then a and then a name, and then we just came up with, we went through loads of different names, like grotesque ones, stupid ones, and we just came up with without Andrew. <laughs> I mean, I don't know whether that's the, the real answer or not, but I love the answer regardless. Thank you. <laughs> That is 100% the, the, the true story of it. I mean, the first thing I'm going to do after this is frantically Google Elephant Juice Manchester and just see <laughs> thing. sounds like a very dark hole to go down to. Yeah. The MySpace still exists, but it's under without Andrew. And you can actually still, I found this the other week, you can still find our very first ever release where Sam joined the band the week before and then recorded the whole thing and it's terrible. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I did learn guitar the same week as well. I, Amazing. I, I had I had to say that that tickling Andrew almost sounds like it could be on a on a family guy episode. You know, like you can just picture people going, tickling Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think there's something quite sinister if you put um, tickling Andrew and elephant juice together. I think there's all sorts of imagery there that's just not right. So the, the, the old logo of elephant juice is just a, an elephant with a knife with white stuff coming out of his nose. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know why there was a knife. <laughs> that's dark, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know where I'm going from here. Um, I've got. Uh, I asked. I asked some people. Um, I actually did it very last minute this week because I. F I forgot. I thought we were interviewing you next week. Um, so, uh, <laughs> I asked some people to submit some questions, and um, my favourite question. Uh, like I prefer the non-music related ones because I feel like you kind of learn a bit more about people. But my favourite question was actually, "What did you have for breakfast this morning?" And I thought, just for the person who wants to know that, I'm going to ask you that question. So, what did you guys have for breakfast this morning? <laughs> I um uh, I skipped breakfast and and then I had a pot noodle for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm right. really upset, Matt here, given that he's a vegetarian. But I had a, vegan. 
come on, man. Jesus Christ. <laughs> but uh, I had a uh, bacon, sausage and egg for you this morning for breakfast. A murder sandwich. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's, that's a good hearty Saturday morning breakfast there if you're not a vegan. I, I, you know, I respect that. Uh, and then I had pizza. <laughs> pizza for breakfast. So you've got no oh, breakfast. Pizza and shreddies. <laughs> oh, like, here's a good question so we've gone no breakfast couldn't be bothered woke up and had a pot noodle fine we've gone I wanted to cook a fry up but I just chucked it all in a bun and then we've gone oh down some pizza and some shreddies I'll see what happens if I put them together I mean this is telling me a lot about you guys that I'm not sure I wanted to know but I'm kind of glad I did yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm <laughs> Iron brew for breakfast. Amazing. Just to clarify. This is just a Fuck yeah! So I've got a music related question as well before I pass back to Bonesy. Or should we play a track first, Bonesy? Oh man, I was gonna say that's a perfect segue for the next song. This next song is off their new album, Dead on Arrival, and this song is called Devil. Dig this. <laughs> Take my soul, my was run long ago. I know you won't let go.
Devil by Without Andrew author album Dead on Arrival. Now, this one, like both songs, are just really like bang straight to the point. Like the drums are awesome. Like the the vocals are powerful. I mean, just this is like good kind of get up and just you just just mosh. You know, this is a great tune for that, and I really enjoyed it. Now, my question to you guys would be uh, not just this song, but the songs in general. The 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 ideas for the actual lyrics are they did they come from a specific uh, avenue, as in like past experiences or just something that happened that day or this kind of the words kind of just pop in your head and you start writing with this song specifically it was sort of a root of um <clears throat> talking about my own like struggles with depression and some unhealthy coping mechanisms that i was feel that i was addicted to and it was sort of trying to the songs to me sort of help me deal with these emotions and I do that in a lot of my songs I'll write about the things I'm going through and the struggle and I use it as a way to look at the situation assess it and be like I can get through this and then every time I sing it just kind of helps a little bit more well music is therapy right yeah yeah I feel like um for me I I try not to get into a habit of singing about the same things all the time um sometimes i have things in mind that i want to sing about sometimes it's let's say like with fucky or ace or like i hear something it triggers me to write that song or sometimes we've even like delved into kind of uh, more like story like novelistic songs where you kind of take an idea and put it into a song like stay away off our second album was the first time I kind of experimented that which is basically just a, a song about a guy who liked to kill people and have sex with them. Jeffrey Dahmer. Represent the song then. Just things like that. It, it could be anything really. Yeah. What well, I, I found a lot of the time I like to try and have that narrative to a song so it is another f- medium of telling that story but other times it can just be random things like stuff that pop up in my head like right. even writing songs about games is something that i find quite fun at times and i think it's just a nice way to do whatever feels natural at the time like when we wrote the grown and all those uh, years ago right it's just we had an idea at the time and stayed up still i think it was about was it three or four in the morning or something like that we no we, we stayed we, we song wrote started writing at like 11 p.m we wrote until four we had we wrote the music we had a lyrical block so we got in bed like in bed together and then just watched videos for like three or four hours went to sleep for an hour woke up and then wrote the lyrics to the song yeah and oh wow it's just even though we had that block throughout it was fun having that kind of experience like we definitely want to have it about this and we want to give this whole Backstone, hey, it's so much better than the Slenderman film that came out. Good song writing is sleep deprivation, apparently. <laughs> 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 Again, I feel like we're learning a lot. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Well, me and Sam used to live together, so that was the kind of, that's why we were up so late as well. Oh, yeah, fair. <laughs> Mike, go ahead, buddy. I was, well, I was going to ask, so you mentioned that you've got uh, some some stuff that sounds amazing and I'm sure will be bootlegged at some point. You've got some stuff on MySpace, but h- how long have you been together as a band and what, what have you, obviously I've, I've sort of introduced it to you with this album, so what else is uh, 
in your back catalogue and, well, you know, everything um, like that. So, I, I, technically, I am the only original member of this band. <laughs> um, cool. We, like, nine years ago, I want to say, maybe eight, and then we had, like, another line-up um, for about a year, then the singer left, and that's when Sam joined, and that's when... 2012, bro. Uh, Possibly, yeah. I believe I'm bassist number five. No, you're bassist <laughs> number seven. Number seven, yeah. Bassist number seven. And that <laughs> only started as a temporary arrangement until we wrote Stay Away Together. And then it was like, oh, we've wrote a song with him. We can't get rid of him now. He's only bassist number three for me. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That's the band slot. Yeah. yeah, so we, we just kind of. There's a. There's, it was uh, we released like a self-titled kind of album EP with Sam on it. Then we released about that, the better, then we released a three, four, a, like a five or six track EP called "Can't Be Killed," Kurt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, great songs on it. We had to grow them on that Yeah. Then we <laughs> then we did like a, a, like a single LP thing with um, a single off "Let's Boo Boo" off it called "Never Tickle a Sleeping Dragon." <laughs> uh, was all these sold physically at Shaw's then we did Let's Boo Boo um, then we did with Great Power Comes Great Responsibility um, then the Therese track EP Without Love and then we've come up to Dead on Arrival which was in December so really we've got like six or seven releases but there's only four of them up online on Spotify the major places to let people pay attention to basically yeah <laughs> Yeah, cool, nice. I like that. I, I was in a band, um, I think, for about 10 or 11 years. It overlapped with a couple of other bands, but we had 13 bass players. And we had wow. Like, <laughs> yeah, so you, you're doing all right on seven. Like, that's, that's pretty good. And what I would say is that our kind of main bass player was also a professional cellist, or still is a professional cellist. And so the reason we had so many is most of them were stand-ins because he could never make the gigs because he was actually doing proper paid gigs in like the Royal Albert. <laughs> He's real person things. Not yeah, yeah. So, you know, he's, you know, jam with us pretty much every week, and we drink a lot of Kick, which at the time was the Tesco version of Red Bull. Couldn't <laughs> um, afford real Red Bull, and um, yeah, you know, he'd help us write the songs, and then he'd be like, "Oh, I can't do that gig," so we'd find someone else, and it was always short notice. So we ended up with thirteen different people. Uh, there was a few before he joined, and then in total it became thirteen, and most of them were returning to fill in for DJ. <laughs> wow. Oh. Yeah, so seven's all right. Um, so I'm not sure, Bainsy, how are we doing for time? Because I've got a little game that I've just kind of like, not quite just come up with, but someone asked me a question and I said, well, no one's going to know the answer to that and I can't hold a conversation about it, but I might be able to turn it into a sort of game. Okay, now we, I've got time for the we, little game. We have a few more minutes. Okay, so it's called, which My Little Pony character are you? Seriously? Huh? So seriously? <laughs> <clears throat> so, but what I thought, you see, because the question was something like, what's your favourite My Little Pony? It was obviously someone trying to be funny. I was like, well, no one's going to know that, and I don't know any of them. So what you got to do, right, is you just got to pick a number between one and six, and it's kind oh. of like the lottery, because you don't know what you're going to get. But what I'll do is I'll read you a brief description of which character you've picked, and we'll see how closely it matches your personality. I want Ray Ward, that. Are <laughs> you actually know so okay this is good right <laughs> yeah, I only know one I only know Rainbow 
Right, you know what? You know what? Rainbow Dash is number two. Don't pick that, and we'll see if we learn anything about any of the other characters. Okay? And help. Chaotic and I am So any number apart from two. I pick number two. Pick three. Three. Okay, I pick three. Right, we're going with three. So. The, the, the universe has kind of told us that you guys, I'm doing this collectively because I'm not going to drag this out for three different answers. You guys are Pinkie Pie, right? <laughs> Literally, I know nothing about this. Pinkie Pie, whose full name is Pinkamina Diane Pie, is a pink earth pony based on the G3 toy of the same name. Don't know what that means. Um, <laughs> her character is summarized as a frenetic sugar rush. Uh, she's a party planner at Sugar Cube Corner a bakery and confectionery store in Ponyville that resembles the gingerbread house, where she also keeps a toothless baby alligator named Gummy. Does any of that resonate with you guys? Do you feel like you relate to um, uh, Pinkie Pie in any way? Do you have a toothless baby alligator that you guys keep? Absolutely, that, that counts. That, that <laughs> sounds like a really long-winded RPG question. <laughs> <laughs> it really does. <laughs> it's all of this fantastical... <laughs> well, I really like the colour pink. I've had pink hair recently, so I guess that's kind of alright. <laughs> Having a look at the picture of Pinkie Pie, it looks like a walking, talking existential crisis. <laughs> <laughs> Does that resonate with any of you? Good. Well, thank you. Um, I don't think I'm going to play that game again. I don't think it was a huge hit, but Thanks for, thanks for bearing with me on it. Um, I'll pass back to Bainsey to ask you a real question. Oh, no, 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 that's fine, because my two cents is, is, is I, I asked Em if she could help me out, and she kind of looked at me and was like, I watch a show, but I don't remember their names. In part two, I'll ask you to pick a number, and we'll see which character so, you are. So a lot of love helped Em was, and that's a trick thing too, so that's all right, though. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I just got a few more questions left. Uh, uh, for, uh, next up. What what is next for you guys? I mean, I know you guys have been doing some shows here and there. You got a show coming up as well. What's your guys kind of like uh, semi future plans? Being like not all the way in, but kind of what what do you got planned for the next like say six months or so? Um, we've got a, a small little four day tour in May, and then we we've just recently kind of started demoing and toying around with new ideas for our a, a, a next re- like big release. Um, I've, I've been like I'll, I've got, I've like got a little note on my phone with about ten songs deep with ideas at the moment. That's the thought. I need to put my ones. Yeah, however many I have. But usually, like the lists turn into like in the thirties sometimes with songs, and then we've got to whittle through them and then kind of figure out what we want to do and where we want to go with it. Like the Dead on Arrival was only meant to be a four-track thing. <laughs> oh really? Wow. Yeah, and I I have this issue where I go right. <laughs> let's just let's just do four tracks of this, and then Sam goes, "That's not going to happen, Mike. You'll write more." But like, no, we'll do four. <laughs> and then I go, "Oh, I've got a song. I think we should use it. I don't <laughs> want to wait." And then more happen. They're like, "Oh, I've just rewritten this song," and then it just goes on and on. And then we <laughs> just so now we just kind of go, "Let's write," and then. And then choose how many tracks are on this. Because it was supposed to be an EP at first. But given the amount of songs, I don't think we can class it as that, can we? No, it's no. just just makes an album. 
It's definitely an album. Mm. I don't think you get away with calling that an EP. Yeah, for sure. No, definitely EP not. for us, given the amount of songs, it's like half the amount we have, usually. Yeah. So I remember I interviewed um, one of the guys in, in Me a few years ago, and uh, at the time they were like, he was releasing this first album that was supposed to be part of the trilogy. And then basically, I think it was a similar thing in the, in the time it took them to get round to sort of where the second one should be. They'd written so many songs, they decided they didn't like that idea anymore and just went for something else. And it took them like five years to release an album that wasn't part of the trilogy. <laughs> it was totally random. But I kind of like, I get that where you're kind of, because there's a whole release cycle, right? There's a whole load of, you know, pre-release, promo, you might do a video, and there's a whole load of stuff that goes with it. And obviously you do interviews with really cool radio shows and podcasts and stuff like that and then you know then it's kind of like okay what's next and you go and record it and you kind of get into it again and in all of that time if you're constantly writing it's actually really hard to keep up with yourself i think isn't it oh yeah you're constantly always doing something even when we're playing shows like we'll be backstage and like one of us might have a guitar and write a song it's it's a tough thing to kind of get around with especially i i write a lot like a lot a lot so it's it's difficult sometimes, but you know, we just kind of, you, you gotta, I don't know. It's, um, I think, I think the, the best thing that we do is we always go, let's make sure we put the best things that we can on it, not just go in, oh, right, we've got this song, we kind of like it, so let's just put it on. It's like, are people, is this the best song we can put on there? Like, even if we love it, we go, oh, it's a bit shit, actually, don't put it on that one. Yeah, yeah. I like that. I think that's a good good place to be in. If you've got a load of songs, you can pick the best ones and do it. I mean, it stands up on the album because the album sounds fantastic. So, happy day. <laughs> Absolutely. So, guys, that's going to wrap it up. But thank you so, so much for joining us. And we'd love to have you back on very, very soon, even before the next album comes out. Just talk to you guys again. So, it was a great time. And uh, thank you very, very much for taking the time to, to come on the show with us. We really appreciate it. No, thank you for having us. Thank you for having us, guys. Thank you. Anytime. Uh, you guys have a great night, and we'll be talking to you again very, very soon. Thank you. You too. Bye. Right, good night, guys. Thank you so much. All right, guys. That was Without Andrews. Got to call Mike back here real quick because that's the way it goes with Skype, and we'll get back in the horn here in a moment. And we got Mike back. Hello. So, man, yeah, that was a lot of fun. So, big and a huge thank you to Without Andrew for joining us. We had Matthew, Sammy, and Danny, which was easy to remember. Mike play might not remember it. And you think of, like, lions and tigers and bears. Oh, my, right? So, that sort of thing. <laughs> well, I can think of is a panda eats, shoots, and leaves. <laughs> not even remotely related, but to my head now. <laughs> but, man, that was a lot of fun. I got a little dark and a little kind of, like, off trail there, but still, still kind of... With within we'll call call operating within parameters, right? So. <laughs> oh, they're just really fun guys, really nice guys, aren't they? And obviously, you know, they enjoy what they do. They have a good laugh and they do it really well. So I love I love that man. I love everything about loving. Yeah, oh man, like so. I'm glad we finally got them on, and it just you know it just it started off with playing a few tunes, and then you know they were tweeting saying you know like these guys love our album. Like why don't you have a listen here? No, have a listen to the show. So. And I'd, I always had in mind that I wanted to interview them. So, like, now when we give them a couple of shouts, like, oh, yeah, we love your people. Okay, well, let's set it up. So, we got yeah. set up. We were able to come on NMS. So, that was great. And speaking of which, uh, next uh, next Saturday, which will be the second, I'm still waiting. 
because uh, uh, Mike, you're going to be off. So uh, I've asked our good friend Stu from the Premium Blend Radio Show to uh, be Mike's substitute. So he, uh, he he talked to the boss, and I'm pretty sure she get a green light. But couldn't wait to hear from him to confirm. <laughs> confirm. And now actually, he messaged me earlier, so we'll we'll get him to make a decision live on air. But yeah, I'm. Uh, it was my brother's birthday last week, and we're all going away to the New Forest for the weekend. Right so well, yeah, yeah, oh man, that's no problem. We'll so we'll, that, we'll yeah. see if uh, a Mr. Stu Clackley can join us for uh, 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 one hell of an NMS, and it'll be a lot of fun if he does. And uh, we asked him again for the 16th. But what I was getting to is on March 9th. Since later on, uh, they'll be kicking off part two, but we have a brand new Firefly song tonight. It's another world premiere that Lee Welding from the Fireflies was, was very kind of to give it to us as well. So they'll be kicking off part two, but I've set up an interview with Lee for March 9th. So not next time, but the Saturday following. And nice. Mr. Lee Welding from the Fireflies will be on the show to talk about the upcoming stuff and the new singles. And i uh, looking very much forward to that because it's been way too long because I've been playing we well we've been playing the fireflies for a long time since their last album and just and i just one of those things like i can't figure out why i just didn't get around to it till now but now we're going to so in two weeks time uh so two weeks from this saturday march 9th uh leave from the fireflies will be on and that's gonna be a lot of fun too and man we got just so much good kick-ass music tonight and like you've seen as i showed you and uh, he wasn't joking last week even when he posted the stuff as the conversation goes throughout the week i did about three drafts of this list to get it right. And even when I sent it to Mike, I said, this is the third kind of half, half, half final draft. I got to oh, work at Parker again. And then, <laughs> the first time in well, a couple of years we've been doing this that you've ever said half final. Yeah. Exactly. Final <laughs> like, Bam, here's the one. And you went, I know I'm going to change this. I'm yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it does one of those things because I had so much good stuff to work with and just trying to get it the way I wanted to, right? So, yeah. uh, but uh, just a quick note before we get to our, our, our next tune. So, uh, first, uh, a quick uh, belated uh, uh, birthday shout to Nina Dumb, who is uh, Nina. D- yeah, well, Nina Dove, who is Damsel in the Dollhouse. I apologize, Nina. That was just a slip of the tongue. So, apologize for it. So, that it was her birthday just a few days ago. So, uh, again, happy birthday, Nina. And uh, the next song up we have is brand new St. Apache. This is off their new EP, Black Days, which just came out yesterday, the 22nd. It's fantastic. And, man, it's heavy as fuck. So, here we go with St. Apache and the Shameful. Dig this.
It's becoming a real shame. It's becoming a real shame. It's becoming a real shame. Cause I'm dragging you down past Attica. with the shameful author Nui P. Black Days, which is available on every major streaming media, so iTunes, Google Play, uh, Bandcamp, they have one, I can't remember if they do or not. Either way, you can pick it up anywhere. It's a great, heavy, like I said, heavy as fuck EP, and uh, very well done. I really enjoyed it. So there you go, The Shameful with St. Apache, and man, that was just, boom, like right in your face, and just like, just yeah, just powerful, and this is when I go see, and you just want to, you know, you, you, you want to mosh, like, big time. Like, really want to just go, oh, like, balls to the wall, right? So, Man, that is it's just insanely good. That was, like, really, from the moment it kicked off with that massive scream, and then it just, the riffs in that, the vocals in that, just absolutely everything was, the breakdown bit, there was a bit Rage Against the Machine. I've, I think I've compared them to Rage Against the Machine before, so I don't want to labour that point, but there's definitely an influence in there. But, you know, it's kind of got that... And I think I know, but that was outstanding. What a track, what a fantastic EP. I can't believe how good that is. Um, man, yeah, I'm loving that. Absolutely loving that. Uh, oh, and well, they're from Eastbourne as well. Yes, yes. Eastbourne, no, no, Stu, Stu was quick to mention that in Messenger as well. So, yeah. And uh, <laughs> actually, you know, speaking of which, uh, when I mean, I come up in September, I was because I was talking to Leo from St. Pat's the other day, and uh, he goes, oh, because we're going to be up here. And uh, so there's probably going to be a night where, like, all of us are going to go out. He goes, well, do you go to Tanway or do you want to get pissed? He's like, well, I'm up for getting hammered because i got to come play some bright I can show you. So we should all go out, play. We should all just go out and, you know, nice. call, call it a write-off. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah, I mean, I, I'm going to book some time off work when you're down and that's that. <laughs> <laughs> so it's going to be a lot of fun. So uh, uh, a big thing to everybody. And uh, Stuart. Clackwoods has confirmed he'll be uh, subbing for Mike next Saturday on NMS. So 
We're going to blast, and uh, I'm sure uh, Pebbles will have a few things to say. And she has Pebbles reviews on Facebook. Check her uh, fan page out, uh, fan page out, and like his plot well. And uh, yeah, when uh, just it's just all about sharing and and working on on our uh, big spectrum here uh, as as a as a rel- relatively big community. So yeah, hundred percent. I think the, the thing just to add to that is she works really really hard for those interviews as well. Oh, we've kind of like uh, we've been trying to sort of um, as you know over the last few months kind of change the. I guess the way that we're sort of, um, presenting headlines yes. and white lines where it was originally kind of like to do video editing and stuff and now it's kind of moved into more of a um, hopefully a kind of resource and review bank and stuff like that um, and I've been like personally really really round with work and other stuff recently and Pebbles just kept on going and kept on going and kept going and gigs and writing stuff to put it up and kind of keeping the site fresh as have a few others like Seth and other people on there um, which I really appreciate but um, yeah she just she works hard and she enjoys it and I love that she, she's got a really nice tone of voice in her writing and stuff so do you check that out big ups to, che- uh, to Cheza have <laughs> 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 you ever called her Cheza I don't know if she like that or not but anyway big ups to Pebbles <laughs> yeah oh my god <laughs> well, moving on. <laughs> I, I guess somewhere in the back of my head, I must have known someone years ago called Cheryl that I called Chesa once. I'm guessing that's a lack of I don't know. Anyway, I think it's kind of cool. Oh, oh, hopefully. <laughs> so, <laughs> so next up, man, we're gonna keep the momentum rolling here. Next up is Jokesta, and this is a remix done by Ugo Chill, which we played about two, three weeks ago, and it's a remix of his song. The Beautiful Ones off his album, Welcome to Your Life, which you interviewed him for. And it's a badass album, so check out this badass remix. So here we go with a Jokesta featuring Ugo Chill, and this is The Beautiful Ones remix. Dig this.
right on, Jokesta, featuring Ugo Chill with a remix of his song, The Beautiful Ones, off his album, Welcome to Your Life. And man, that's a great song regardless, but that mix was awesome. So that what a good, a good collab there. I mean, uh, Jokesta collaborated with a lot of people from uh, John Magnuson to uh, uh, Grand Space Adventure, and they've all been really badass, and they, he just never stops this guy. Yeah, absolutely. He just, oh man, he's, he's, he's brilliant, isn't he? Just the... He's a real, um, what's the word? I suppose he's a real advocate of, you know, sharing kind of independent music, but also working with independent musicians and sharing through that kind of channel as well. But what I absolutely love about this is most of the time when you get a remix, I'm not knocking this, by the way, because right. I love it, but most of the time when you get a remix, it's kind of, it tends to be an electronic version of a rock or a punk tune or whatever. Um, and I'm not knocking that at all because I'm right. hoping to do exactly that with some of the tracks from our next release as well. Uh -huh. I think it's a brilliant idea. But what I love about this is they've gone, nah, let's just make it heavier. <laughs> yeah, like, okay, exactly, cool. right? <laughs> That's wicked. I absolutely love that. Yeah, it's re it sounds really good. It's a, it's a proper good uh, remix, a good collaboration, that one. I'm a, I'm a big fan of that. And I'm a big fan of Jumpster anyway. He's just an awesome guy. So, yeah, fantastic, mate. Well, one thing I did mention before you get to our next song here, uh, it's not the next song, is but uh, like we do, we try to do at least uh, uh, at least two times, if not more. We try to do uh, one show where predominantly it's a salute a salute to uh, the the women of music, and <clears throat> there are many, and they're work, and they're getting ground again. So we have a lot of good tunes tonight. There are uh, quite a few female fronted bands. Uh, there's a, at least one or two in part one, but then we got blocked off in part two with some of the most powerful vocal, uh, vocals from Canada, U.S., and U.K. and beyond. And uh, these these women uh, should be uh, should be um, uh, thanked and listened to just uh, just for their their contribution to the music scene and what they can do and and how how they've approached like a, a different aspect of things. And it's just something else to see all this coming out and having a new wave of, of, of female rockers slash electrical pop, the whole thing. It's just something else because, you know, they deserve more respect and recognition for what they do. You know, it's, this is not just a, a male dominated uh, scene at all. So, yeah, I think that's it. I think that's why it's worth kind of doing these, uh, doing these shows because, because it is very kind of, you know, there's that unconscious bias, isn't there? It is a kind of male dominated scene on the whole, but we have the privilege of being able to do what we want and play what we want and, and do the stuff we love. And so, yeah, it's great when we kind of like, all right, let's do a female front. And we're not even female front, it's sometimes just with female members type thing. Exactly. Um, let's, let's really promote, you know, give, give that extra chance and that extra leg up because you have to kind of re-tip the balance sometimes um, because the you know society doesn't say, so, no, I love that man and we've got some cool stuff coming up tonight with yes, uh, female and stuff. It's very... Uh, just a, sorry, just another quick note here, Mike. Uh, just to get to our next band, uh, next song of the night is uh, Alyssa, which I have to email her uh, tonight or the next few days to get set up for an interview uh, to talk about uh, their, their new album, Thing of the Children. Anyways, um, she she saw our, our post from uh, probably about a month ago when her birthday because we both give her a birthday shout out right oh, and, yeah. and then she retweets she says oh my god because I've been off Twitter for two months I'm so sorry you guys are awesome thank you so much for the birthday wish I'll never be off Twitter again <laughs> that's okay it's a pleasure <laughs> and the other thing is too speaking of uh, female artists uh, we all know who Sophie Vondell is very well she's done collaborations with Analog Wave and she also has uh, her side project Cross Taboo which is uh, seems to be in full gear and full motion again because she's been putting up a lot of videos and samples on Twitter and her Instagram. 
Mm. So I'm hoping that uh, fairly soon we'll have a new Cross Taboo EP and see if we can't uh, nail her down for an interview because she is one artist that's uh, relatively hard to get hold of and yeah. answers kind of spotty, which is fine. But either way, that's in full swing. So if you check out, I just find out all caps, Cross Taboo on Twitter. And she is also on Facebook as well. Uh, but uh, the samples up there as well as on Instagram. So you can be check her, uh, be sure to check her out and check out her new samples. And this is new stuff. And she's been in Brooklyn, New York for a while because she was in LA for a while. Then she moved to Brooklyn. She's been there for quite a number of years now and doing stuff over there, which is great. So uh, be sure to check her out. So next up, we're going to keep this. Uh, uh, we'll keep the, the wheels in motion here with some more good rock. And this is more prog rock. This is one of our favorite bands. And one band that's going to have to come on NMS, so Mike can talk to you guys too. This is none other than uh, Crushed by Pimps and a song called The Persian Rugs. Dig this. Fuck me, mate. What's that cut with?
crushed by pimps, Persian rugs. That was fucking awesome. Sorry for the really bad <laughs> accent, but that was an amazing song. It's obviously like one of my favorites. Uh, and man, that EP is uh, such a badass EP. They did such a good job. And like I said, it was Eminem's anthem when we went to Niagara Falls about a month and was it almost two months ago now? November. In November. So we we played it on the way up, and uh, we even Snapchat it. So no, like you know, like uh, Niagara Falls uh, the uh, theme EP and. Man, uh, these guys are fun to interview. Like I so said, we need to come back on NMS so I can interview them as well. But great EP, and this guy just know how to do it. And uh, I, I can't wait to talk to Christian and Ben again from uh, um, Crush My Pimps. It's just quality. I've said it before. It really is top, top quality. The whole whole thing is amazing. I love that tune. That's definitely... Um, is that my favourite? Yeah, that's definitely my favourite. Just, if nothing else, they're all, like, pretty level in terms of, you know, they're all good tracks. It's difficult to pick one, but... That one starts with someone going, fuck me, mate, what's that cut with? Which is just, like, well, blindingly brilliant. <laughs> it, it was funny, too, because when Christian sent it, he, initially sent it, he didn't say anything about it, so I was like, oh, how about listen to it, right? I said, oh, that's cool. I was like, oh, that's fine in the beginning. And they said, yeah, we'll definitely play. He goes, you might want to listen to it again, make sure you're, you're okay at the beginning. It might be not be radio worthy. He's like, man, it's fine. There, there's, there's no condoning up. It's just, it's just a flat-out comment and funny, so it's all good. Exactly. It's all good. We don't care, do we? <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, man, another good tune. So, we're moving on to another uh, new release. This came out last week, and we played last week as well, but it's such a good segue. It's a great tune. This is The Neville Dead with They'll Come For You. Dig this.
Right on, the Neville Dead with They'll Come For You. And, man, he just carries on. Odell essentially is Neville Dead. And uh, it's a shame we didn't get them last time uh, for an interview. But, you know what, damn straight, we'll see if we can get Odell on for an interview to talk about the Neville Dead because they just one guy I've wanted to talk to for years and just have not been able to arrange it. And come hell or high water, we will have him on the show. I do want to talk to him because I mean, the, the, the Neville Dead is such an intricate band and just there's just the the, the 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 creepy mix of the music you know you can go anywhere from like old school to new school like alternative mix with going from like 60s kind of 60s kind of trip out stuff you know uh uh the 70s stuff it just it just all workplace you know and and, and it's just a mix of like the adams family and the monsters just like tonality wise you know as for their theme songs and these guys are just just and and just just the ideas behind the lyrics alone, man. Like they're the great songs, and it just they they really kind of creep you out, and it's the kind of cool stuff that creeps you out. But man, this is just good tunes, like nonstop. I one hundred percent agree. <clears throat> Everything that you just said, excuse me. Um, all I'll say is that that track is called "They'll Come for You," and they can come for me anytime uh, as long as they promise to continue playing that banging music. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just, it's awesome, man. It's so good. It's so good to hear some of these stuff as well. Cause I mean, I just assumed they were sort of dead. Um, not dead, dead, but you know, right. dead as a band. Um, but yeah, that's, it's just wicked, man. Absolutely brilliant, brilliant tune. It's got such a good riff in it, um, to start with. And then the whole thing just is this epic, I don't know. It feels like it's a little sort of, you know, minute fantasy novel written into a song. It's just cool. I love it. Man, you know, you're kind of close as to what I was going to follow up that with next, which is which is good. And what I was going to say was just on the on the the word epic. I was going to say each one of their songs. It just it's, it's an epic, creepy, tripped out, effed up journey, man. Because you don't know what you're going to get. You really don't. From uh, uh, hiding behind dark eyes to like, I think like. Uh, I just psychosis and don't open those doors. Man, <laughs> it's just like it's like yeah. he, it's it's like they're they're constantly messing with your head, like a kind of like a, a, a constant like an ongoing horror movie, right? But yeah. it, it, it's it's not it's not a bad thing. It, it it's it's cool and just funny at the same time. It's like one of those things. Like you no, know you you're 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 essentially accepting of it. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it, it's 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 great stuff though, man. It, it's 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 nothing to knock whatsoever. No, it's absolutely brilliant. I, I, I really love it. So uh, next up, we're going to get to another brand new single, and we'll be setting these guys up for interviews as well. This is a band called Colt 48. This is their newest single, uh, which Adam uh, Adam Lewis from Colt 48 was very nice uh, enough to send to us in his email ahead of time to let us know it's out. So here we go with Colt 48 and Disconnected. Dig, dig this. <laughs> Bound it's 
Colt 48 with Disconnected. Man, I love that new tune. And as soon as I got the email from Adam a couple of weeks ago, he's saying, man, we got a new tune coming out. The single's out now. And he's like, hold off till the last start till we play. He's like, that's awesome. Like, can you get the MP3? And first note struck, man. It's like, man, another badass tune. Like, I can't wait for this new stuff to come out. So that being said, uh, <clears throat> I'll have to have a chat with Adam soon. Uh, cause I know they're going to be busy doing uh, shows stuff like that uh, for uh, for the for the single and upcoming stuff. But man, what is just so heavy? And uh, it was, uh, um, I guess, one thing I just I might point out, but in the past that uh, Mike mentioned and asked me if I knew, which I had, I just never mentioned it. Was uh, Mike had asked me because did I know that Colt Forty Eight was just a two piece? I was like, well, hundred uh, percent, absolutely, I did. I just never made mention of it. I just I might have like months ago, but. Uh, uh, to, to Mike's knowledge, I haven't, but that's okay. But they are two-piece, and, man, they just know how to tear it up. And that's just a great tune. Just heavy rock and just buff rock right in your face. Yeah, man, I, I do think that's completely insane. Like, I, I just, I never, you probably didn't mention it, but I, I just never clicked that that sound comes from two people. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. That's completely insane. Uh, but it's so good. It's so heavy. It's so massive sounding. Um, it's a brilliant, brilliant new track, and I'm really looking forward to uh, to hearing more new stuff. But yeah, we, we love the old stuff they sent us. This is brilliant. It's really good. Uh, loving these guys, man. Well, right on, man. Well, next up is uh, a new band that uh, sent us a submission. This is a great song. This is a band called The Exempt, and the song's called Hurricane. Dig this.
be exempt with Hurricane. <clears throat> uh, very pop alternative uh, tune, but very catchy, and it just like it's it almost kind of kind of gives almost almost had like a swing feel to it. Yeah, you know what I mean. But like, really enjoy that tune, man. It's just like that, just kind of smooth, straight to the point. The vocals were great, and just a really, really catchy hook. Yeah, it's very cool, man. Just it, it was a nice groove, wasn't it? That's the thing. Just had a really nice groove that kind of went along with it. Uh, great sound on the on the guitars and the vocals on that. I just I don't know. I, I, yeah, it had a bit of a swing. It had a bit of energy, you know, a bit of something, a bit of panaz, if that's a word. Um, it was cool. I like that a lot. Oh, now can you see uh, my frustration making these lists sometimes of having to make them flow properly, but being able to do it? It's it's, yep. it's uh, definitely a labor level, I'll tell you that much. And <laughs> and like I said, mentioned before, there are, there are many times where I just want to kind of rip my hair out going, oh, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, but it's damn it, I'll come back to it. No, damn it, draft three. Like I was telling you off air. So uh, just so I know, um, it took about three drafts this time for the NMS list. And when I sent to Mike, I said, okay, this is essentially the final list, but this is uh, uh, the NMS list and a half, meaning that part two wasn't quite done because I forgot to add a few things and switch a few things around. So I had to redo it. I'm happy the way I have part two organized, but uh, it took a little, uh, little, little, Oh, I don't know. Just, just it was a lot of work, but getting worth it. But yeah, it was like I literally sent to him saying, "Look, this is a list and a half, but don't necessarily count part two and quite as it is right yet." <laughs> Took a little bit of coaxing along, didn't it? So, but I mean that that that's like a, that's like a normal week. So, I well, funny enough, I've just seen um, uh, Stuart's just um, put up. He says after spending thirteen hours getting next week's show ready, it's finally all done and ready to go for Tuesday. Just between you and me, it's one hell of a show. Feels the road room with absolute bangers, um, which I can I can highly imagine is true. But yeah, it's like yeah. the amount of effort that goes into these things is insane. Isn't it? I know, right? And the other thing is, Stu's done NMS with me before as well. But yeah, I, I, I don't, I think in the past, like month or so, I've gotten just a little bit, uh, maybe overboard OCD. So I don't think much of he's prepared for this or not. So some last minute, some last minute <laughs> well, changes. He gets it because he's doing it for his. Well, no, that's very true. But either, either way, I hang in there too. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. It'll yeah, work out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still I mean, good. I just, I just kind of like comes in, okay? Yeah, I agree with that. And then I talk about songs, so it's kind of easy for me. Yeah. I like that. Last minute <laughs> change. Oh God damn it! Like. <laughs> Every now and again, I go, what about this one? You go, damn. Yeah, it's like, oh. And that's what happened. I looked at the list. I was like, oh, crap. And M's like, what? She's like, I forgot reason to reason to find. He's like, damn it. And it's such a like, good one. He's like, but know what, man? It'll work in perfect here. They're going to clean up and rock the shit out of the end of part two. So, <laughs> so, so it, worked, it, worked, it works out, right? So <laughs> next up. We still have about uh, uh, four songs left to get here, too. Uh, and so the next one up is a band called Voodoo Rays, which we played last week. And here's another new song by them called Orbiter. Dig this. Voodoo Rays. Thank you. 
just waiting for the moment you'll notice Orbiter now, man. Tripped out is not the word for that one because that was just flat out, just wow, like like really like in the zone and beyond. Like <laughs> definitely, yeah. man. It kind of uh, I don't know about you, but it reminded me of Hawkwind and stuff like that. Okay, yeah, no, I can see that. Yeah, that kind of vibe going on, but that that was proper good. I mean, that really was. It was beyond tripped out. It was it was weird. And it was cool, weird. I really liked yeah, it. Exactly, right? <laughs> <laughs> I really, really enjoyed that. So, man, um, yeah, the, the next band up, this was awesome. Uh, so the band is called Underline the Sky, and uh, actually Stu did play them on his show this past Tuesday. So uh, a really cool band, and they have a song called Promises. So we got the email uh, through our, our, our website. So I emailed them back saying, you know what, we're gonna we're gonna play Promises this Saturday, and uh, Dave from On the Sky uh, emailed back. I said we're gonna play. He goes, he he says, and I quote, <laughs> he said, uh, "All right, Speedy Pants," and and then Brax put ha 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 like. So uh, <laughs> so I was like, this made me laugh, right? So obviously it's a joke. I was like, like that's amazing, it's so funny. But he was like, thank you so much. But yeah, like, but the, the the initial line was. All right, speedy pants in brackets, ha 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 ha. So, the funniest thing I think about that was I because I like I've been in various places, but um, I saw that email before I saw the email that had the track in it, and I was like, "Who is sending us this random message?" That says, oh, <laughs> speedy pants. And then I looked through the chain. And I was like, "All oh, right, someone has sent us a tune." And then I looked back and said, like, "All oh, right, cool, yeah." Because I totally just came up when I was looking through emails on my phone. You know, like you get like a yeah, yeah, yeah. Backload of uh, things you have to go through. I was like. What the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah, but cool. yeah, yeah it, it made me laugh. Of course, told him about it, right? So uh, yeah, just, just, just try to remember that because that that might be in a don't stump mic soon. <laughs> so, so, so next up, here we go with "Underline the Sky" in a song called "The Promises." Dig this.
right on. Underline this guy. And I am speedy pants. So, <laughs> so, but uh, no, uh, big uh, shout out to Dave, hey, Dave and the band. That was awesome. That was funny. And uh, yeah, thank you for that. that. That really kind of made me laugh. And, but this is a great song. So that was Underline the Sky with Promises. And that's a, a, a great uh, uh, duo and vocals. And uh, again, tying into our Suda to female vocalist uh, and just female uh, uh, females and uh, women in music. So great tune, uh, poppy, very hard hitting and some some good turn of pop there. Just like, yeah, I just really loved it. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, Matt, it's a cracking, cracking tune. That the vocals are fantastic. Like the again, it's like we've got a bit of a punk thing going on tonight, which I love, or certainly in part one. Um, but yeah, it's just fast paced, energy, emotion, amazing vocals, brilliant drums, brilliant rhythm section all together. Actually, really shit hot tune. Mate. I loved it. <laughs> Right on. Well, next up, speaking of punk, we're keeping on that track with a brand new Hugh Cliche. This one's called Prince of Nowhere. Dig this. <laughs>
right on cue cliche with prince of nowhere author brand new ep uh man that was a great tune I, like really deep but like really good and just kind of yeah it was a very very powerful tune yeah fantastic tune it's a brilliant brilliant ep it really is amazing and they've worked so hard to uh uh, to just to, to write those tracks and record them so well and take that time over it. Um, you know, when we interviewed them, we were saying, you know, it's kind of, we thought it was coming out six months before, and then they went, right. oh, we're not quite there yet, but they actually said it was kind of, they had a version of it a year before, and they went and scrapped four of the songs, didn't they? <laughs> so, yeah, was that, right? um, yeah, absolutely brilliant. And Terry's such a nice guy as well. Uh, he was a good laugh as well. I thought, what did we ask him? Something about an elephant. Um, <laughs> he, was, he was good fun as well. I don't think I'll repeat the My Little Pony thing, but um, I will let Mark know that we asked him. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, we have one more tune to finish the night, and I will defend what the finish, not the finish night, finish part one up. So, to finish part one, we have a, a new band uh, called Lights AM, and they're pretty cool. They're like electro pop. Kind of synth pop. It's it's pretty trip out stuff, but it's a great tune. So here's Lights AM and Walking Through the Dark. Dig this.
right on lights am with walking through the dark now that was uh that was pretty tripped out but i love the vocals i love the the kind of the the d kind of the synth sound to it great tune man yeah really really cool um, you're absolutely right it's like deep sounds and there can't speak deep <laughs> <screen>. <laughs> that kind of sound is what's really intriguing about that because it's kind of really dark but has a lot of depth to it i really really like that it's uh, that's a cool tune that uh, i'm going home at the end of the night and then i'm gonna I'm not going to have a whiskey on the sofa. I'm going to go straight to bed. It's that kind of music. Where you're like, right, I'm <laughs> to have a good night. And then you get in, you're like, maybe I'll just have that whiskey and listen to it again. But yeah, it's, it's a brilliant tune. I really, really love that. Right on, man. So that's going to do it for part one. We'll be back in about five, ten minutes for NMS part two. And again, a big thank you to Without Andrew for the interview at the beginning of the show. And uh, in about five, ten minutes, we'll be right back. Until then, bones out. Like every kid with hairbrush in hand, I wanted to be a singer, but I lacked self-belief, and I became a beautician, not a musician. At 18, I decided to give my life a makeover, and I joined the Royal Navy. They taught me to do more with my hands, not to mention my head. I always thought I'd be a pop star, but it turns out a ship's the perfect stage for me, to perform to my potential, and then go beyond it. I'm Sally, born in Manchester, made in the Royal Navy. Start your journey. Search made in the Royal Navy. Tame the streets with the Peugeot 208 Tech Edition. With connected 3D navigation, park assist, colour reversing camera and front and rear parking aids, it makes every urban adventure easier. And with 0% APR finance available, high tech has never been so effortless. The Peugeot 208 Tech Edition. Check it out at peugeot.co.uk slash 208. 18 plus finance subject to status, personal contract purchase. Peugeot Motor Company is a credit broker, not a lender. We will introduce you to PSA Finance UK Limited. Terms, eligibility and returns conditions apply. 